everybody. Welcome to Women in Retail Talks, the podcast where C-suite executive women in the retail space share their stories of professional growth, leadership development, personal journeys, and so much more. I'm Melissa Campanelli, the co-founder of the Women in Retail Leadership Circle, which is a membership-based community of executive women at leading retailers and brands. And joining me today is Lynn Calhoun, the Chief Marketing Officer at Replacements.com, which is the world's largest retailer of China, crystal, silver, and jewelry accessories, and so much more. We are so excited to have you here today, Lynn. It's been a while since we chatted, so I'm thrilled to, to catch up. Indeed. Thanks so much, Melissa. I am thrilled and excited to be here. Awesome. Um, so I'm just going to jump right in. Um, I'd love you to share with our audience a little bit about your background and how you sort of made your way to replacements, which is such a great company. Thank you for that. And I think it's a great company as well. So <laughs> I admittedly have been in retail my entire career, and I had the pleasure of really starting at, um, I think, one of the most notable focused customer focused organization ll bean i'll say back in the day don't want to give too much and give up my age but um have had the pleasure of really learning from and within one of the best customer focused organizations evolving from there and finding opportunities to really touch upon and learn from other and all size retailers from ross simons to vermont country store to staples so um, I always joke I have been involved in selling everything from uh, paper and post-its to tents and turtlenecks to some, you know, unique uh, hard-to-find canned beans and or makeup from Vermont Country Store to diamonds <laughs> and Rolexes and now dinnerware. So there has been, um, for me, an exciting journey around learning about customers, the focus on them, people, and providing experience experiences and opportunities to engage with them and build relationships. And to me, that is what is the core of what retailing is. That is that is so true. No matter what you're selling, it's all really about the customer and how you, you know, meet their needs, basically. Um, so how did you um, sort of make your way to replacements and, and um, what is your role there? I know you're CMO, but sort of what do you tell us, tell us about what you do? Oh, absolutely. So, uh, so Admittedly, being a Northeastern girl um, from New England, never really thought that I'd be living in North Carolina, but it is beautiful weather. And I will say we have a uh, shared um, friend and mentor um, in Cindy Marshall, who ultimately brought me to North Carolina for an opportunity at another uh, business, exclusively weddings. And once I honestly got to North Carolina, it is such a lovely place, easy living. Can't complain about the weather except in the summer and <laughs> found my way to replacements through you know i often look for opportunities to have shared learning and i connected with some members of the marketing team at replacements when i was at ba tree and through conversations we just connected and talked about some shared passions and interests and that focus on the customer which evolved to an opportunity to come to replacements roughly seven years ago, where now I, the scope of my responsibilities um, include all things marketing, customer, um, inclusive of our e-commerce experience, our customer contact center. So we still have, we answer phones um, and we respond to emails and we have one showroom, which everyone absolutely needs to visit here 
in, outside of Greens, uh, Greensboro, North Carolina, where we show you our stack to the rafters, 500,000 square feet of all things tableware. Hmm. So cool. I love it. Um, so what are some, some initiatives that you have spear, spearheaded at replacements that you're particularly proud of? I feel like people, women especially often don't get a chance to sort of brag a little bit. So what are some of the, what's, what are some initiatives you launched? You've been there for, for seven years. So I don't know, over the last couple of years. I appreciate the the question. And admittedly, I actually had a little bit of a hard time because to me, this is a little boastful. And so I took (laughs) a little time and kind of went out to my team and said, what are the things we've been working on since I got here? And what the things we've talked about is, you know, I would say from my perspective, Replacements has been in business for over four decades. We have a very specific niche and provide a very specific service. And upon my arrival, part of my charge and my opportunity is to really look to overall modernize the website in terms of feature functionality, look and feel, as well as building the skill set of our marketing team, inclusive of how we look at and analyze data to make better decisions. Um, so. I think from my perspective, spearheading that modernization, that um, building of marketing skill sets, the incorporation of the analysis and the science behind um, the work, as well as, you know, the nuts and bolts of, you know, paid search and improving ROAS, nurturing the brand and thinking about how we evolve the storytelling and expansion of social media, which I'm sure we all have had interesting experiences with over the years as that is evolving at breakneck speed, as is technology, and really focused on introducing this concept of A-B testing to evolve the user experience. And so having all of those opportunities in helping us as an organization evolve and continue to be relevant. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like you transformed, you and your team, you know, transformed it from like maybe more of a direct uh, marketing focused company to one that's e-commerce and it's reflective in the name, you know, we refer to it as replacements.com. So, I mean, that's amazing that that you were able to do that. Um, So I'd love to jump in a little bit to you as a leader, um, because that's what we love to talk about here at Women in Retail. Can you talk about maybe some of the challenges that you faced climbing the corporate ladder, you know, you're the CMO now, and sort of how you overcame them, because that's always such an interesting, you know, sort of topic for our listeners. Yes. Um, It's interesting when I read this question, I was thinking about it. I'm like, oh, gosh, that's hard, because I would say from my, in general, my goal is always to learn and contribute. Never quite sure what that looks like. So I, I don't think I was ever in remain not that person who's like, oh, I want to be X position or X title. Um, So I think for me, the challenge as I thought about this is I always wanted to prove my worth, earn my keep and learn and grow. And so I always believed in working hard, keeping your head down and you would be seen. I think from my perspective and my experiences, you have to be a little bit more intentional than that. Hmm. So you need to say, hey, not look at me in a boastful way, but be confident enough to speak to what you are doing. And and quite honestly, not be afraid to ask for things. And I mm. think that's something that I have learned over time, that it is actually okay to ask for things because if you don't, no one really knows. And as I always think about, 
I can't read minds, so I'm sure no one else can. So unless I tell them <laughs> the things that I'm looking for and the things I want to learn and grow and how I want to grow, how can I get there? And so I would say being a little bit more confident, speaking your mind, sharing what it is you're looking for. And then for me, I was fortunate that I quite honestly was able to move around. And so I think I have found the opportunities by moving to different organizations and um, exposing myself to new experiences over time. And I think, again, it's that willingness to put yourself out there and change and grow and not always be comfortable. Those are, yeah, those are great. Um, that sort of spans, you know, the, your whole career. It just shows how important it is for you to be open and to keep keep learning, which is something else that I know that you always talk about. So I think that's super helpful to our listeners. Just kind of be open, um, ask questions, you know, sort of t talk about your successes as much as you can. It's perfect, perfect tips. Um, so moving ahead, um, how would you describe your leadership style? And sort of along those same lines, you know, how do you motivate your team? Because right now, you know, there is the industry is a little retail industry is a little bit challenging right now. So wh what are some ways that you kind of lead and motivate? Okay, I'm going to start with actually the motivation piece, if I could. Okay, and I would sure. say for me, motivation starts by taking the time to know your team. And that becomes, and I think this is probably why I love marketing. It is very relational. Mm -hmm. um, and so for me, motivation starts by understanding each person on your team and what, to the best of your ability, what makes them tick, what inspires them, what interests them, and see them for who they are. Um, so then as I think about my leadership style, I would say that I am always working towards creating a shared vision through setting goals and milestones, building this collaboration, um, and trying to be empathetic, caring, while setting very clear goals and holding folks accountable to that. Mm. Um, so I, all of that said, um, motivation is about the engagement and the relationships, as is leadership. And it is an investment of my time, energy, and my commitment to being better for myself, but also more importantly for me, the team. Mm. I love that. That's such a great uh, way of looking at it. When you were talking about the empathy, but you know, being empathetic, but also keeping holding people accountable, it just reminded me of like what they say about parents, like love and limits. Yeah. Oh, like... oh, yes. I appreciate that. And having <laughs> just um, had my my oldest daughter graduate from college, which oh, ages me. Um, but you know, <laughs> it is that whole process. It's like, oh my gosh, she got there. She did it on her own. But the things that I try to do is know her as a person, set those boundaries, because we don't always admit that we want them, but I think they are helpful <laughs> to guide and keep us focused. Um, yeah. And so hopefully those are things I can do for my team. Um, in terms of setting guardrails and a shared vision that we ultimately are working towards with this concept of each person's individual perspectives adds value and they see things in such unique ways. And it's then how do we cobble it together? And we use this word that I think is kind of not as valued in today's world, compromise. Mm. and say, okay, 
what was the goal? How can we get there? This may not be exactly how I thought about it or, you know, so-and-so thought about it, but it still, it gets us in a place that we're moving forward, learning, and then we can adjust. Yeah, that's so awesome. I love it. Um, so I also know, just since I've known you for a while, um, Lynn, that you're passionate about mentors, mentoring. Um, I know that you've had mentors and that you work with mentees. So why don't, can you just talk a little bit about why, why mentoring is important to you? Um, I appreciate that question. And mm -hmm. yes, as you know, I have, I believe I've been very fortunate in my career. And what I mean by that is I have happened to work with and for people who have just been very giving of themselves. And for me, having experienced, having experienced that, it makes me just feel the need to ensure that I am ultimately giving back. So I think my great story, which you, I believe you do know because we both know Cindy, is I remember very clearly the day that I met Cindy at L.O. Bean and just was working on a project with her. Not extensive, but there was something about my interaction with her that I connected with her. It was real. She gave me some great advice and tips when I asked her questions. And I remember about a year later, some things changed in my life. I reached out to her and she had gone to a new opportunity and she remembered who I was. And she talked to me and we talked about, you know, she asked me questions like, what is it that you're looking for? Tell me about your experience. And for me, her willingness just to, well, the fact that she remembered me felt very good. And the fact that she <laughs> wanted, she truly wanted to help me has just stuck with me and she has been um, my longtime mentor and resource for decades, um, <laughs> which ages us both. But, you know, when I think about that relationship I have with her to this day, I will drop her a text and just say, hey, how you doing? Oh, thank you so much for making that recommendation for that PR firm. We did end up hiring them or, hey, what what do you think about this? And just having that outside point of view where you can in resource where you can go to and go hey i'm trying to think through this can you just talk through this with me and what is your experience mm -hmm. has been truly invaluable in my learning process so then i'll go back and say when i think about my role as a leader for my team i want to be able to provide them with clarity of their role clarity of support clarity of goals, and then a feedback loop so that they are able to learn and grow. Because ultimately, I want them to be the best that they can be and make their own choices. Because mm. that's what mentors have done for me, have helped me, guide me, provided that um, learning opportunity and support that has, I think, allowed me to be where I am today. That's great. Yeah, I love that. Mentoring as a leading and mentoring sort of combined. I love that. Um, okay, so I also know that you have spoken a lot about building your personal brand. I know I know that um, that is a very important topic to our listeners. So how would you, first of all, describe your personal brand? And what are some best practices for listeners to keep in mind as they are thinking about building theirs or even just sort of getting started with the idea? Yeah, I think this is a really interesting concept um, in that 
I think the most important thing that I am still working through is really understanding who you yourself, like who you are, like know thyself um, and accept yourself. And um, this concept of, I know if I was all that in a bag of chips, I would be sitting on the <laughs> beach somewhere, right? Um, and, uh, and probably my life would look a little bit different, but I am a constant learner. I am trying to be better and I'm good with that. Mm-hmm. So I think for, your, for each individual person, being comfortable and accepting of who you are in a way that also allows you to take in feedback, understand and see others for who they are. And for me, I have an appreciation for relationships as I've talked about. And although if you were to review my strength finders, empathy is one of my last items. The empathy I show is because I do care about people and I want them to be better. So with all of that, knowing yourself, understanding who you are and what it is you're looking for and what motivates you. I think that becomes your authentic brand and how you then can focus on the things you want to do and move yourself forward. Yep. Sort of focusing on what makes you you and developing that. Um, So I saw a great TikTok video of you um, (laughs) where you talked about how replacements has an ongoing commitment to creating a diverse, equitable, um, you know, inclusive uh, sort of culture where success is shared. I thought it was super interesting. Um, Can you discuss the culture a little bit more? And and so, and what are some things you put into place uh, to manifest that? No, I I appreciate this question because I do feel that upon arrival at replacements, it was clear to me from day one that inclusion um, and trying to know each person as an individual individual, um, has been a bedrock to who we are right from the start. And it was great to figure out how I then kind of work my way into it and become part of it. Um, So, It's been here, and I think over time, what the organization and and in my role, the things I see is really includes this concept of the definition of inclusion and what that means evolves over time. And what I mean by that is we have this incredible tenure here at replacements. The average tenure at replacements is 15 years. Wow. Yeah, I, I thought That's the same great. darn thing, right? Wow. And I, being new seven years ago, new and a part of senior leadership, was well, something fairly unique for this organization. And so the inclusion or the expansion of the definition of inclusion that I see for the organization is being able to welcome me in as, I will say, someone new, <laughs> an outsider of sorts, um, who was being asked to help change and challenge our work in a way that maintained relevance, being a female in a fairly male dominated um, set of peers provides you with other opportunities and ways to look at it. So I'm, I'm not sure, I don't feel like I'm being very clear, but I think the def- inclusion has always been part of this company, how we define it continues to evolve and then the things that I feel 
passionate about and how I have specifically focused on is looking around me and seeing where are other females within the organizations um, and how might I support them. So one of the things I did early on was started a lunch and learn type of um, opportunity for other females, regardless of their title, whether they were in my um, organization or on my teams, but just kind of did initial kind of small casting of a net saying, hey, I love us just to get together and get to know each other. How you doing? How are things going for you? What are your hopes and dreams? And, and how might we be able to support each other as well as learn from each other? And that is something that I was excited about and I am excited about. And admittedly, COVID kind of put a little damper on that. Mm. And the chaos that has ensued since post-COVID and this conversation actually makes me want to refocus and bring that back in a very purposeful way. So um, not sure if I answered your question, but- Oh, I you definitely did. Yeah, I mean- All those it, things. Yeah, it shows that the company is putting, um, you know, replacements is, 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 is making an effort to get to know its employees and to yeah. help them. And I mean, a lot of companies, I don't know how many companies do do that, but I think that's, those are, that's a great opportunity to share and get to know each other. And then once you know that information, then you can learn how you can help and work together with them. So yeah. that's so cool. I yeah. love it. I, I, that's yeah. something that I, more I, companies should do. I think. I agree with you. And I, I think it's, it's fairly easy. Yeah, but it does take effort, right? And right. then in the chaos of any given day that we each are experiencing, it can you can easily lose sight of that opportunity right. or just forget about it. And I think we as an organization try to maintain that as a top of mind. We are, like everyone, working to be better every day. And so we see that evolving. And I, I believe and I know through my work here that we continue to be um, committed to that. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, so we're actually getting ready out of time. We have time for one more question. I love this one, but um, this, this, you know, we're sort of in the summer months and, and we have to start thinking about the year ahead, you know, the, the end of the year. So what are you most looking forward to, you know, personally and professionally in your life right now as, as you think ahead to the, uh, to the end of the year? Wow. Yes, that's a, that's a big <laughs> question. Um, and I think this is the time for most retailers where we're all going, oh my gosh, next holiday season, what's everyone doing? How are we going to do this? Um, so for me, so I'll start personal. My life is awesome. I have a great <laughs> partner. My kids are doing great. Um, I feel like they're getting settled. So super easy there in the scheme of things. If anything, I like to spend more time with them and do stuff like that you know being an empty nester is wonderful um so <laughs> um, but um as it relates to work we have so many amazing challenges here which um i am putting a positive spin on this because it does admittedly become overwhelming from time to time but i will say <laughs> that i am excited about the work that i will be able to do with my team and as we look at what's working where our gaps are, which are plentiful, and where we want to go, the art of the possible and maintaining relevance for this amazing brand that is replacements is at top of mind for us. Mm -hmm. And as we are vetting out like what that's, those specific actions will look like, I would say that our work with our PR firm has done 
a lot to provide us with the foundation where we have been able to promote our founder and CEO Bob Page. Um, and how do we kind of continue to build upon his legacy and capture that in a way that we can continue to um, share it. Um, and again, you know, our vision is really around, you know, inspiring each generation to celebrate, entertain and gather. There's a place at our table for everyone. And the work that we are doing is so focused on that. To me, the art of the possible is so darn exciting. And the work that I get to do with my team and the teams at replacement, that's what I'm really looking forward to professionally, is like getting some of this stuff done. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. That's so exciting. And is the art of the possible, is it like a, a mantra or is it like a book or a philosophy? I would say that that's the thing I always think about. And, you know, I don't know, maybe I'll grab that as like, that's my thing. I, yeah, like, I, I love believe it. in the art of the possible. I believe that, you know, this is why I love marketing, right? It's about the customer and the relationships. So it's this, that art and then the science of the numbers and the data and the, uh, and, and the metrics and combining that and that all makes it possible. And we have such an amazing story to tell and we have such amazing product that is not necessarily about the product per se, about, but really about what it supports, which is human interaction, those times around the table. I am a romantic at heart, and I believe in that fully because I use my good stuff every day, and I encourage everybody else to use their China crystal silver. Don't pack it away, bring it out, use <laughs> it, because if you break a piece, you come to us, and we will find it and make sure you get another one. <laughs> On that note, um, no, that was great, Lynn. It was so great to catch up with you again and to hear all about your philosophy as a leader and what the great stuff that you're doing at replacements.com. So thank you so much for being a part of Rumen and Retail Talks podcast. And we will be in, we hopefully we'll be able to see each other in person sometime soon. I would love that. Thank you for this opportunity. And um, just thank you. I, I love the organization. and I love the work that y'all do in support of each other. So thank you for being there. Thanks for listening. For more information on this podcast, please go to womeninretail.com slash podcasts for show notes. Women in Retail Talks is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Spotify. Make sure to subscribe on our podcast channel page as well. If you've enjoyed this episode, please take a few moments to rate and review our show. Lastly, if you're a female retail leader interested in joining our community at Women in Retail Leadership Circle, visit womeninretail.com slash apply. Thanks, and until next time, this has been Women in Retail Talks.